I love the quote, if you don't tell your money where to go, it's gonna tell you where to go. Even if you come from money, right? Legacy money goes away. Yes. You know, it's like 90% of generational wealth gets pissed away in one to two generations. Why is that? Well, that's what we're gonna hit right now. Smart money parenting. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Smart Money Parenting. This is Scott Donnell. I've got Chad Willardson here, my good, good buddy and money master. How Let's you doing, go. Chad? I'm doing great. I'm excited. Today is, is good stuff. I'm excited. We're still coming off the buzz of worldwide topped charts for the show. We got to throw all that out to our socials, but we hit top of the world. Top two uh, parenting for kids and family podcasts out of 12,000. So we are, uh, we're rocking, man. And we got another home run topic for you guys today. You ready for this, Chad? Let's hear it. All right, you guys. The seven mindsets keeping your kids poor. Oof. This is, this is going to hit home to some of us. I don't think parents realize the things they say and do. And when we say that, we mean the seven mindsets keeping you poor, right? As a, as a human, as an adult, as a parent. And generationally, like it's, it lasts for generations, the mindsets yes. that stick, like money blueprints. And I've learned this from 21 years in the wealth management business. Money blueprints stick with people for generations. That stuff doesn't go away. So this is, this is critical stuff. I want to hear these seven. I'll read them. You react to them. But it's okay. important for parents to know this because even if you come from money, right? Legacy money goes away. You know, it's yes. like 90% 90, 90 of generational wealth gets pissed away in one to two generations. Why is that? Well, that's what we're going to hit right now. Let's so go. here are the seven mindsets keeping your kids poor long-term and hurting you. First one, you ready, Chad? Number one. Okay. Pay yourself last. Oof, man. What does that mean? That is, that's, that's a big issue because it's crazy that how much people spend on bills and, and they don't invest in their future. You know, I see, especially young families, I see people coming out of college or medical school, law school, or just college debt or whatever, and they're getting their career started. And they literally are putting nothing away for their future. They're paying their future self last. You know, instead of, instead of investing in the stuff that's going to really compound and grow for their future, they're paying today's bills. And so people are like, well, I can't afford to invest yet until I earn a higher salary. Yep. And yet here they are with all the expensive gadgets, with an expensive car, with all the expensive subscriptions. And they're putting nothing away for their future. So they're not paying themselves. And I always talk about like, you've got to pay yourself at the, at the outset. Figure out your bills after you've invested for your future. That's critical. So I, you know, that's a great, that's a great number one, I think. That's well-placed. Yeah, paying yourself last. You know, some people think, especially in a business, well, I got to take care of everybody else first. I got to take care of the employees, take care of the expenses, take care of the vendors, take care of the clients. Guess what? You're going to burn out. You're going to run out of money. You're going to go broke paying everybody else before yourself. When you pay yourself first, you get what Chad and I call money confidence, cash yeah. confidence. It's true. And there's something to be said about having cash confidence. It gives you the power to be able to make the right decisions. You can have delayed gratification. You can make the right purchasing decisions. You can make the right investments. You can do the right business. You can provide for your kids the right way when you pay yourself first. So when kids see parents never have anything left over at the end of yeah. every month, 
Yep. They're going to see that and they're going to emulate that. All right. Yep. That sticks with you. That's a good one. Number two, keeping up with friends that have expensive taste. The, the social media, man, the social media Joneses, the TikTok and Instagram. And, and look, if, if someone's listening and they look at my Instagram, they're going to see lots of fun travel and fun experiences and all that stuff. But let me tell you something. I worked really, really hard and I've invested every paycheck since I started working. And it's taken me a long time to get to where I'm at today. But the, this, the issue is people see stuff on social media and they want to instantly, you know, emulate the success and the enjoyment without the hard work. And it's like, well, I deserve that. I'm entitled to that. I should get that right away. Look what they have. Look where they went. Look what they bought. And that kind of thinking is going to take you, it's going to rip you away from investing and making smart money decisions. And it's going to take you right into overconsumption, borrowing, credit card debt, and right. all kinds of financial issues. And you got to say this too, right? Like, because there's different levels of wealth. You're, you and I are living off the interest. Yes. We live, off, we live off the income from our passive investments in our businesses. Correct. That is very different than, oh, I, I made this money. I'm going to go buy that thing because that's what my neighbors have. That's what my three closest friends have. I want the right. car they have. I want the house they have. I want the gear they have. I want to look like them. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are going to tell you, fake it till you make it. And I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I think what you really need to do is make smart money decisions until you make it. Yeah. That's really what, uh, it, it should not be about pride. It should not be about ego. It should not be about jealousy or envy. You need to make smart money decisions for yourself and for your kids. And long-term, that's going to pay off, right? Mark Twain, comparison is the thief of joy. That's right. That's right. And, and social media is... The easiest way to explain social media is it's comparing your backstage nightmare to everybody else's highlight reel. That's you think true. That, you think that everybody else is doing great and your life sucks. Well, your life doesn't suck, first of all. We live in the greatest country ever to exist. We're, you know, just by being in America, you're in the top 1%, right? We've been given an incredible opportunity and we should be thankful for it. Just the yep. fact that if you're eating every day and you got clothes on your back and you got somewhere to sleep at night, that's in the top 1% of the world. So just, just That's so a you, head start for sure. Yeah. If you don't have the Porsche, you're still doing great, but you need to learn how to live off the interest of your investments, right? Live like no one else today. So you can live like no one else tomorrow. Our buddy Dave Ramsey says that that's a critical way to think. And, you know, I have this example right now, you know, we sold our business for millions and millions of dollars. We had 600 employees. I still drive a normal Honda, right? <laughs> I don't need to get the Porsche yet. In fact, I have four other goals ahead of that, right? There you and go. I'm not, That's I'm not a good example go, right there. You know, and yeah, and four of my closest buddies, they have the Defenders and the Lincoln Liberties and the brand new stuff. I don't really value that like they do, right? Two of my close buddies, they have the Rolexes. Great. I don't judge them for it. They really love it. I don't need it yet. I don't yeah, want You don't it. feel that pressure to say, well, they have it, so I have to have it. I made myself not. I made yeah. myself not feel that pressure. It can come at waves sometimes like, man, I need to do this. And we might get a new car soon. I'm not going to lie because mine's crappy and it's time to get a new one, but <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a purchasing decision based off of comparison. That's yep. the key. You should never make a purchasing decision based off of comparison. How will this make me look? Will I, you, you won't feel better. Like you won't be like, oh, now I'm keeping up with the Joneses because guess what? The Joneses are going to level up next week. It's a mirage. 
It's yeah, a it's, a, it's a mirage. You're going to keep chasing it. So that's a good one. What's number three, Scott? Number three, not knowing where your money goes. Oof. 90%, 92% of Americans don't look at their monthly statements. They don't look at where their money goes. They don't track it. They don't want to look at it. They have that one number in the bank account. And as long as it's black, not red, I'm okay. That's the problem. Not knowing where your money goes is one of the biggest issues. You know, we, it's funny, Gravy Stack, everyone's favorite mission is the subscription hunt, right? It's in the first level of the game. It's like the fourth mission. As the kids get the bank account, the debit card, they start investing, saving, spending, sharing. And all of a sudden they go and they start playing the game. And they're in this world of windfall with all the characters. And it's not just a game in the app. It's real life challenges in the game. So you go and you do, you know, grocery savings budgeting. You, you're saving, you're canceling subscriptions. The parents are freaking out. You know, I just had got a text from a family. They saved $800. Wow. They didn't annually. They were like, we had no idea we were paying this stuff. You know, we didn't look at our, but we didn't look That's at our real money. That's, That's real, real money. Real money. That's right. So not knowing where your money goes is a big, big deal. Well, I, I love the quote. Um, if you don't tell your money where to go, it's going to tell you where to go. So get a, get a handle on your cash flow. Take a look at your income, your expenses, and, and know your numbers. Like I've asked people many times, what do you think you spend a month? And they absolutely have no idea. So it, and that's okay if you're in that spot now. It's like everyone else. But let's make changes starting today. Yep. And Mint is great. Uh, month, a simple monthly budget calculator is great. Uh, there's a few other partners we're probably going to have here on the podcast soon that'll help you even more. Um, but yeah, just know where it goes. Set, set that monthly reminder, just like taxes every year. You got to try to make it fun. Try to make a party out of it. We're going to print off our statement. We're going to drink some, you know, whatever it is. We're going to have a glass of wine or a Topo Chico sparkling water. We're going to cheers and we're going to look over the last month for 20 minutes. Like that's little things like that matter, right? You can do that with your spouse. You can do that with, with yourself. That's the best way to do it. You got to turn it into something fun or you're going to dread it and it's going to be miserable. Set the family habits now so you don't yep. keep that poor mindset habit of just being clueless about your cash flow. That's all we're saying. What's number four? Number four, debt. Ooh. Buying beyond what you have or can afford. That is number four. How many people get into credit card debt? It's staggering. It's a $60 billion industry. Uh, you outpunt your coverage all the time. If you are living in debt, you understand the strain, you understand the pressure. There's stress to the debt. It gives you stress. It gives you fear. It gives you worry. What if, what if, what if, what if I get sick? What if I lose my job? Like that constantly builds inside your body. That stress is painful. What you have to do is create a plan to get yourself out of all of the wrong kinds of debt, right? Uh, anything over anything over five to ten percent is a killer, and anything that is depreciating is a killer, right? The only debt that Chad and I might be cool with is some sort of business, real estate, or other uh, what is it? Accelerating appreciating, yeah, appreciating assets like an investment based debt where it's like it's leverage with a purpose. It's not debt to consume. It's not like I'm using my credit card because we're going to Disney World and if I, I can't afford it, but we're going to spend 10,000 bucks on a vacation to Orlando um, just to do it. Once again, going back to keeping up with the Joneses. And that's, that is a way to financial ruin. Interest never sleeps. So really smart people earn it. They don't pay it. 
That's right. Um, so, you know, we're not totally against debt. Obviously, we're not saying that you can't ever have debt, but let's be smart about it and let's yeah. not do it to just consume and overspend. Interest never sleeps and consumer debt eats you alive. There you go. So that's important to remember. That's number four on the seven mindsets keeping your kids poor. Number five, Chad, you ready? I'm ready. Number five, not planning for purchases in advance, mm. not setting up a plan, getting it because you want it, not because you need it, not planning for it, not preparing for it. A lot of families fall into this one. This is this is the quintessential, oh, my kid needs X. I got to give him all the opportunities I never had, right? Oh, I, I want this because the neighbors have it. Oh, we, we can do it. You know, we have this much in the account. Well, almost this much. Let's get it. You know, not planning ahead for things that you want is, is a critical error that a lot of people make. That camp, that sport event, that extra TV, you know, that new car, whatever it would be, you think that the benefits outweigh and they usually don't when you can't afford it. It usually I've does. Heard, I've heard good advice on that where it's like, if you're going to make a big purchase, um, it's almost like a cooling off period. Like you wait two weeks. You do your research, you make your decision and you wait two weeks and you just make sure that you really are ready for it and you want to do it and you can afford it. Like there's probably no harm in waiting two weeks. Hmm. And, and the impulsive purchase with the card or the Amazon Prime, even you can buy expensive stuff on Amazon. I mean, you can make a $10,000 purchase on Amazon. With and one so, click. With, one, with click. One, cl one click and it's got your address and your card and it's like, you know, oh, I got excited and I did it. I got the dopamine hit. But if you can make a decision, add it to your cart, wait two weeks, think about it. Okay, can we, did we prepare for this? Did we plan for this? Can we afford it? Is it necessary? You know, let's just make sure. It's kind of like having a backstop, a double checking, security, something like that. Yeah, that's so good, man. I think um, my last tip on this one would be set up percentages of your income to go into buckets. My yeah, there you go. My personal favorite thing about Gravy Stack, there's a lot of great things about the banking app for kids. Um, it's the world's first bank that's also a game for kids and families, ages 8 to 18. Here's my favorite part, Chad, the money machine. We mm. patented it. We, we animated it. It's our new version of monthly statements and bank accounts. No more checking accounts because kids aren't going to write checks. Let's go into the new world. But we turned it into the flow of money. So for them to start accessing their debit card and their accounts for save, spend, and share jars and investing, they have to set up what percentage goes into each one for every dollar they make. I have no idea why banks don't do this. It's not something you can find. You have to go into all these different clicks to even think about it. We're showing that flow of money visually through pipes and coins. So every time a kid makes 10 bucks, whether it's through home gigs or mowing or whatever it would be, cleaning a, a bathroom or making a meal or helping the neighbor. That money flows into the money machine like a bubble, pops into the revenue pipe and it turns into coins. And once it hits the main number account, it splits and you see the coins get split into their save, spend and share jars. And then the save goes to investing. The, they hit their goals in their save jar. They're literally setting goals. Their spend goes into their debit card for what they can spend on and their share goes into their giving. This is a, a critical piece to teach kids or they will keep their mindset poor. If you teach them that only that jar for spend is my debit card, what I can spend with, that's it, right? 
It's the biggest thing that kids are learning so far. They think that the main big number is what they can blow today. I got all this true. money I can spend. Very true. Only that debit spend jar is what I can spend on is one of the most critical pieces to help kids get out of this poor mindset. It's, it gets out of this generational poverty because you're automatically setting it up to prepare for the purchases in advance. How do you keep them from reaching in the other jar? <laughs> we even have bars across a few of them. They have, to awesome. get, they have to get parents to approve till they're 18. That's why. So no, it's great. That's but great. Once, it's but a, once you've it's had a visual habit. demonstration of what you're saying, that discipline. Yeah. And you think a 12 year old that practices this for six years is all of a sudden going to not do that? No right. way. Right. Like it's training. All right. Number six. You ready for this? I'm ready. Not investing until you have more money. This is a critical mm. one. Every, every parent's like, well, I'll get it. I'll get to that. I'll start investing, but I got to cover these other things first. When you buy something, with your money instead of investing it, you might as well think of the thing you bought as about five times more expensive. Because if you would have invested it, you'd have five times more money in your pocket. That is the difference. And what keeps people poor is this mindset of, you know what, I'll invest when I get there someday. I'll invest when I have an extra 500 bucks. When I have an extra, when I get that raise, when I get that promotion, when I start that side gig, you know, when my kids go off to college and I end up paying for all that stuff, then I'll invest more. That's, the, that's what keeps people poor. The ones that invest early and often and do that first before anything else, those are the ones that have exponential gain that can get out of the poverty mindset. What are your thoughts on that? The greatest asset you have as an investor is time because time allows for compound growth. And that's not something that you can suddenly fast forward and miss and make up for later. Like you've got to plant the seeds and give the investments enough time to grow and flourish. It's like, if you've got to plant seeds, they're going to grow into a big tree and the tree is going to produce fruit and shade, but it takes 25 to 30 years. You can't say, well, I'm going to start at 50 or 55 when my kids are all out of the house. And then I'm going to start talking about retirement planning and investing and things like this. But until then I'm going to spend every dollar I make. That makes no sense. And literally, it will not work. You can put in as much water and as much soil on those seeds, and it still will not have the 20, 25, 30 years to grow. So teaching these principles at a young age and practicing them, investing from your paycheck weekly or twice a month as early as possible is a habit that's necessary to have financial success. If you're waiting until your kids are older to start investing because your excuse is you got to pay for their stuff, they're going to do the same. They are going to continue, continue that generational habit. If you invest while your kids are at home and you're teaching them, hey, we did not buy these things. We did not pay for these things because we're investing as a family. We're, we're growing and practicing delayed gratification. And I want you to see it while you're in my house or my apartment. I want you to see these things grow over time because I need you to understand these principles that keep you out of generational poverty. That is one of the best lessons you can give your kids. And don't just make it a secret thing. Tell your kids when you do it. Have the conversation with your kids why it matters. That is the best thing you can put in their brains early on. One money and mindset mistake I've seen parents make is they're investing for their kids' college funds and they have nothing invested for their future themselves. And so I've seen it where they actually have, I, I, had, I met one person who's, 
from Newport Beach, California. They had $300,000 invested for their three kids' college accounts. And they had literally less than $40,000 invested for their own future and their own retirement. And, I, and my comment and thought to them was, you can't, you can't borrow for your retirement. Like if your kids can get, you can't get scholarships for retirement. Your kids might be able to get scholarships or borrow for their future college expenses, but you don't have an option. Like if you don't invest some of that money for yourself and your future, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be working until you're 75, 85 years old and have nothing to show for it. So prioritize investing as early as possible and investing for your future self. Well said. I love what Mark Tim did, our good friend. He told his kids, he's like, hey, if you can go to college for free, you get the car of your dreams after your sophomore year if your grades awesome. are above a 3.5. That's and a great, six, great plan. All six of them did it. All of them, so awesome. whether it was military so awesome. school or all the scholarships, they worked really hard, taught them that hard work ethic to hit that milestone, that goal. They all got the car of their dreams. And cool. two of them said, I don't even want the car, dad. Give me the price of the car and I want to put it into investing. He goes, I've done my job. <laughs> so yeah, invest uh, in yourself and do it now before you think you need to. All right, number seven, you ready? Last one. Let's go. Being clueless on taxes. That is the last mindset that keeps your kids poor. Kids don't even know what taxes are. At best, they know what a dad tax is when you take a bite of their cookie or brownie or their mac and cheese, or for all of you health nuts, maybe you'd take a bite of their veggies, but I usually <laughs> can't teach them taxes on that one. But they people don't know taxes and parents, you know, they keep themselves in the dark. And there's a lot of ways to learn taxes. But if you don't know taxes and you don't know what you're paying in taxes, you're going to continue to have a poor mindset and it will be passed on to your kids. What's your thoughts? Yeah, one mistake people assume that, and I've seen the commercials on H&R Block about how they guarantee your refund will be bigger if you come to H&R Block and yada, yada, yada. People don't really realize that a, a refund, a tax refund just means you overpaid last year to the government. It doesn't mean necessarily that you did something special and now you got a bonus and you can go blow it. It just means that you gave the government a prepayment on the taxes you owed, right? If you owe a bunch of money at tax time, that means you just didn't pay enough last year for what you should have paid. But if you get a refund, it doesn't mean like anything special. You shouldn't go out and just blow that money. That literally just means you gave the government a 0% interest loan on your own money that you probably could have used back then. You definitely could have invested it or done something smart with it. So I think it's critical that we teach young people what taxes are. And the first time you go to spend five bucks on a $4.99 item at a grocery store and you realize it's like $5.25, it's like, well, wait a second, what happened here? You know, someone's playing a trick on me at the cashier. And no, that's taxes. Yep. There's a lot of there's a lot of taxes out there. We have a tax hunt in the game too for gravy stack and I didn't even know how many there were, you know, I knew there was, you know, state and federal tax and sales tax, but the consumption taxes and all the other taxes on your house and your, your property and where you live and the municipal taxes and the local taxes and death taxes. And like, it just goes on and on. Gas tax, water tax, estate tax, airport fees, taxes, like there's, there's taxes on everything. We're getting hit left and right. And I think kids don't, don't add that in when they're starting out right? A lot of people don't understand how much is there for taxes. And, you know, it's, 
I laugh when people say they get a refund on their taxes. Would you go to your landlord and be like, here, landlord, I'm going to pay you three months of rent instead of one. Right. And, and, and you're happy that in a year he gives you back those extra couple months of rent. It's like, that's a ridiculous <laughs> idea. So yep. we, you know, and you don't want to underpay your taxes, you know, uncle Sam gets his cut and you got it. If you underpay, then you're going to have a huge interest payment on what you haven't paid for. So you got to make sure you try to give them exactly what you can. And it's worth paying a, a few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or a couple thousand even for, to get the right person to help you know exactly what those taxes are, because you can invest the difference. You can keep that money for yourself. It's better in your hands than in the government's hands. And so, I'll say this, I'll say this, Scott, like there's so many tax incentives and benefits for, for two categories of, of people, business owners and investors. So you may not be a business owner, but you certainly can be an investor. And maybe your kids can have entrepreneurship experiences where they can be a business owner. They can be an investor. They can learn ways to take advantage of the incentives that the tax law has for them. And I think that's a great opportunity for you to teach your kids. And if it's something you've never learned, the Gravy Stack app and our book, Smart Not Spoiled, Value Creation Kids, it's going to teach you a lot of these principles and skills that your kids can take into their future. And that's something that I think will change that, like I said, change the direction of your family tree. There you go. All right. So those are the seven mindsets that keep your kids poor and you as well. So one of our goals at uh, Smart Money Parenting is to break generational poverty. So you may be listening to this and you're doing great and you got a great job and you're, you're on your way to be, maybe you are a millionaire net worth or you're on your way there. Great. Uh, you're still going to find half of these principles applicable to you today. If you're, if you're just trying to figure it out, you're trying to get out of debt, you're trying to make ends meet, these principles are extremely practical for you. And, and our advice to you would be, get the app, get Gravy Stack, get your kids start to play the games, learn with them, get yourself out of these issues and fix generational poverty forever in your family. Use our books, use our resources, keep listening. And thank you guys for your time today. Thanks for all of you that are listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. Share this with a friend that might need to hear it today. You know, just say, hey, here is a great episode that I just found out that I'm going to be using for my kids. Check it out. So thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Talk soon, guys. Thank you. It takes more than money. If you want to succeed, you got to know what to do with it. You got to take the lead. got to give them confidence. got to make them smart. If your kids are going to thrive, now's the time to start. Smart. Money, parenting, 